0: Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. A young woman named Jessie received a parrot as a gift many years ago. Over time, the parrot developed an extremely bad attitude. It got to the point that every word out of the bird's mouth was rude and obnoxious. Jessie tried and tried to change the bird's attitude, but consistently saying only polite words to it, playing soft music and anything else that she could think of to clean up the bird's attitude and, by then, the foul language. Finally, Jessie was fed up and yelled at the parrot the parrot yelled back Jessie lost it and shook the parrot the parrot became uncontrollable and even more rude Jessie, in desperation threw up her hands grabbed the bird and put him in the freezer a few minutes the parrot squawked kicked and screamed then suddenly there was total quiet not a peep was heard for over a minute Fearing that she had hurt the parrot, Jessie quickly opened the door to the freezer. The parrot calmly stepped out onto Jessie's outstretched arms and said, "'I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and actions. "'I'm sincerely sorry for my inappropriate transgressions, "'and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. "'I'm sorry.' Jessie was stunned at the change in the bird's attitude. As she was about to ask the parrot what had made such a dramatic change in his behavior, the bird spoke up very softly and said, "'May I ask you, what exactly did that turkey do?' Are you living, or are you merely existing?' Think about that for a second. Do you feel like you're just getting by, or do you feel a sense of freedom, fulfillment, and true happiness with your life? Existing is a trap we can easily fall into. It's what a whole lot of people might call normal. It's what we're fed by society. As children, we're told to live our dreams and do what makes us happy. But in adulthood, We neglect our passions, follow rules, and do what we're told to do. But how do we know if we're merely just existing in life? More important than that, how can we start to be truly living? In today's episode of Positively 365, we will discuss the difference between truly living and merely existing. But first we have our trivia question for the day. Are you ready for it? Here it is. Which two professional sports teams once merged to form the Steagles? We will have the answer when we come back. Do you know the answer to today's trivia question? The question is, which two professional sports teams once merged to form the Steagles? I think you can figure this one out just by sounding it out. The Steagles. The answer to the question is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. During World War II, more than 600 professional football players were drafted into military service. This forced the NFL teams to adapt to the shortage of eligible athletes, and so, in 1943, the Steelers and the Eagles merged to become the Steagles. Now you know. There is a difference between merely being alive and truly living. To live doesn't mean that you're alive. We're gifted with life, but we often get caught up in false expectations and we forget how to live. Living life is waking up every morning with a purpose, not rolling out of bed because you have to. Living life is chasing and fulfilling your dreams, doing whatever it takes to get them, not giving up on them because of excuses. Living life is being grateful for everything you have, not feeling unworthy and chasing what you don't have. Living life is embracing change and chasing growth, not buckling to fear and avoiding change. Living life is embracing every moment as it comes, not merely breathing and doing the daily chores and the daily grind. For me, it often comes down to control. How much control do you have on your life as opposed to how much of your life is being controlled? Controlled by your emotions, by your ego, by your titles, by other people's opinions of you, by fear. Living life is taking life as it comes, embracing it, and doing as much as you can do to feel fulfilled. Existing is a long survival. Living is choosing happiness. It is choosing to live. Existing is you being here physically, but doing what you have to do to get through the day. Truly living is so much more than that. So how do we start living? It all starts with you. Shifting from existing to living comes down to control, taking responsibility for your life, your happiness, and your freedom. Is it easy? Heck no. Steve Jobs used to do something powerful every morning. He'd wake up, look at himself in the mirror, and ask, If I were to die today, would I do what I am about to do? But for some reason, it might seem impossible to do what they want to do every single moment of the day. But if you're not happy or excited about life at least 80% of the time, you're not truly living. Something needs to change. You need to take control, do something different, or at least change the way you look at what it is you do. It won't be instant, but making steps to create more freedom and fulfillment in your life is essential. Here's some other things that could help. Question yourself. Don't be afraid to dig deep, to question yourself and ask why. Inside has all the answers. Don't be afraid of discovering those answers. Do what you want to do. We're often led by others and feel bad for doing what makes us happy. The reality of it is our happiness is dictated by ourselves. So do what you want to do and say no to what you don't want to do. Stop escaping. You don't need a vacation when there is nothing to escape from. Think about it. Some people spend 50 weeks of the year hating their job, existing, and getting by in return for a two-week relaxing holiday. That just doesn't make sense. Find joys in the little things. Being grateful. For a powerful new skill, finding joys in the little things you already have will stop you from searching for happiness. You already have so much to be grateful for. Don't seek approval. Don't worry about approval from your boss, your partner, your friends. Seek approval from yourself. Confidence and happiness come from within. It's short-lived if it comes from anywhere else. Find purpose. A life with no meaning is a life not worth living. Find a reason why you want to wake up in the morning. With purpose comes motivation. With meaning comes a reason to live. Move forward. Be aware that your merely existing in life is the first step to change. Then applying all of this advice may help you to start shifting from existing to truly living. But personally, I do believe it all comes down to control. Being in control of your day, being in control of your emotions, being in control of your own happiness, being in control of your own life. Freedom is what we strive for. In the book Man's Search for Meaning, Victor E. Frankel says it this way. Everything can be taken from a man by one thing, the last of a human's freedom to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. That is the one thing no one can take from you. And so the challenge this week is to take more control of your life, decide How to Live. There was once a rich merchant who had four wives. He loved the fourth wife the most, adorning her with rich robes and treating her to delicacies. He took great care of her and gave her nothing but the best. The merchant also loved the third wife very much, He was very proud of her and always wanted to show her off to his friends. However, the merchant lived in great fear that she might run away with some other man. He too loved his second wife. She was a very considerate person, always patient, and in fact, she was the merchant's confidant. Whenever the merchant faced some problem, he always turned to his second wife and she would always help him out and get him through those difficult times now the merchants first wife was a very loyal partner and has made great contributions in maintaining his wealth and business as well as taking care of the household however the merchant did not love the first wife and although she loved him deeply he hardly took notice of her one day the merchant fell ill Before long, he knew that he was going to die soon. He thought of his luxurious life and told himself, "'Now I have four wives with me, but when I die, I'll be alone. How lonely I will be!' Thus, he asked the fourth wife, "'I loved you the most, endowed you with the finest clothing, and showered great care over you. Now that I'm dying, will you follow me and keep me company?' No way, replied the fourth wife, and she walked away without another word. The answer cut like a sharp knife right into the merchant's heart. The sad merchant then asked the third wife, I have loved you so much for all of my life, but now that I am dying, will you follow me and keep me company? No, replied the third wife. Life is so good over here, and I'm going to remarry when you die. The merchant's heart sank and turned cold. Then he asked the second wife, I always turn to you for help, and you always helped me out. Now that I need your help again, when I die, will you follow me and keep me company? I'm sorry. I can't help you out this time, replied the second wife. At the very most... I can only send you to your grave. The answer came like a bolt of thunder, and the merchant was devastated. Then a voice called out, I'll leave with you. I'll follow you no matter where you go. The merchant looked up, and there was his first wife. She was so skinny, almost like she suffered from malnutrition. Greatly grieved, the merchant said, I should have taken much better care of you while I could have. Now, what is the meaning of this parable of the four wives? Like the rich merchant, we all have four wives. Here's what it means. The fourth wife represents our body. We spend lots of time tending to our body, washing it, dressing it, nourishing it with food. But no matter how well we take care of it, our body will eventually fail us and be left behind upon death. The third wife. The third wife is our stuff. Possessions, wealth, status. Many people get caught up in chasing material things, Life becomes, for them, about impressing other people. Yet these things can vanish at any moment and certainly don't do us any good when our lives come to an end. The second wife. The second wife is our earthly relationships. Friends, family, spouses, co-workers. No matter how deep and how strong our relationships grow here on earth, They can only stand up by us, up to the grave. After that, we are alone. The first wife. The first wife in this modern-day parable represents our spirit, our soul. It's the only thing we take with us after death. To keep our spirit and our soul happy, we need to constantly look at our spirit to ensure that we are truly living life and not merely existing. Thankfully, it's not too late for us. We can use this modern parable to reflect and make sure, are you truly living or are you merely existing?